This message comes from NPR sponsor Planet Oat. No deep thinking here. Planet Oat oat milk is rich, creamy, and an excellent source of calcium with vitamins A and D. Also, Planet Oat's unsweetened varieties have zero grams of sugar. Visit planetoat.com for more. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. Call the plumber because I've got some pipes. <laughs> I'm Bill Curtis, and here's your host at the Studebaker Theater at the Fine Arts Building in Chicago, Illinois, Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, everybody. Thank you all so much. Uh, we have a great show for you today. As usual, later on, we're going to be talking to Martinez Evans. He is a fitness influencer who founded the Slow AF Run Club. For everybody who wants to run but isn't fast or doesn't look like a stereotypical runner. And if you don't know what AF means, you're SOL. (laughs) (laughs) But we know you will be family friendly when you call us to play our games. Don't wait. The number is 1-888-WAIT-WAIT. That's 1-888-924-8924. Let's welcome our first listener contestant. Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi, this is Ben, and I'm calling in from Queens, New York. Queens, New York. Hello, Chicago. Well, hello, Queens. Uh, What do you do there in the borough of Queens, Ben? Uh, I'm a judge. I adjudicate uh, parking violations and red light uh, types of things, and I'm an actor as well. Oh, my God. You're a a judge (laughs) and an actor. Yeah. So, so, So do you ever find yourself indulging your theatrical bug on the bench? As tempting as it is, no, no, Uh, really try not to do that. I'm going to choose to believe you. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. That's because he's such a good actor. (laughs) He is. He's totally selling me on that. Well, Ben, (laughs) let me introduce you to our panel this week. First up, her comedy album, A Very Special Woman, is now on Bandcamp and it's streaming. It's Maeve Higgins. Hi. Hello. Next, an actor and writer you can see improvising and teaching at the Cold Town Theater in Austin, Texas, September 8th and 9th. It's Peter Gross. Hi, Ben. Hey, Peter. And finally, she writes the Ask Amy advice column, and you can find her One Good Thing newsletter on Substack. It's Amy Dickinson. Hey. Hi, Ben. Hi, Amy. So, Ben, welcome to the show. You're going to play Who's Bill this time. Bill Curtis is going to read you three quotations from this week's news. If you can correctly identify or explain just two of them, I bet you anticipated this. You will win our prize. Any voice from our show you might choose in your voicemail. You ready to go? I am ready. All right. Well, then, here is your first quote. Being trapped at that festival seems almost as bad as being trapped in a conversation with someone who went to that festival. (laughs) That was Sam Morrill making a funny on Twitter talking about the thousands of people who were trapped at one festival last week. A Burning Man. Burning Man, yes! Burning Man uh, turned into a disaster this year. Dangerous, unexpected heavy rains hit the Nevada desert, bathing attendees in mud and stranding thousands of horny weirdos at the site. (laughs) It's always hard to watch people suffer. Except this time. (laughs) This is like Fire Festival, Burning Man. Burning Fire Festival. I should say, before they all march on our theater, that uh, Burning Man, they'll tell you, is not... A festival, it is described by attendees or burners as a week-long festival in the desert about art, free expression, making, and community building, and described by others as, stop describing it, please. Just <laughs> it takes stop. a week to describe it. I think that's why it takes exactly. a week. Exactly. are out there for a week. Oh, so they don't have bands and comics and stuff? No, they I was don't. thinking, what, what, how did they leave? Because I didn't hear, like, oh, like, you two are stuck. No. no, but like Diplo and, and Chris Rock and all these people ended yeah. up like walking for miles. Yeah, but the they mud. were just there for, they weren't there for they, work. They were there to participate, to be, to be a part of it, yeah. No, it's not like... Were a, Diplo and Chris Rock walking hand in hand? They yeah. were. <laughs> Chris Rock always holds people's hands now so they don't slap him. As you say, so what happened was the mud got so bad that the, all the vehicles became unusable and many people... People were forced to just try to get out on foot, walking 
as much as six miles to the nearest road. Now, that's not too far to walk, but it is too far to unicycle naked while wearing neon lights, so many are still trapped. It should also not be raining in the Nevada desert, Yeah, right? they saw two, in just 24 hours, they saw two months' worth of rain and a lifetime's worth of white women with dreadlocks. <laughs> a deluge. Yeah. All right, very good. Here is your next quote. Hot bedding is a bad idea, right? So that was an article about hot bedding, which is a new business trend of renting out half of your what to complete strangers. Half of your Don't think bed? Too- yes, exactly. Half of your oh bed. I, I could tell you were about to overthink it. <laughs> Oh, Ben, you're going to be adjudicating some yeah. really fun disputes. So, so th- th- this is a new, it's a real thing. It's called hot bedding. Uh, and we already know through Airbnb, VRBO, people rent out their homes or maybe their spare rooms. Now people are renting out the other side of their bed. What could and, possibly and, go wrong? And before you ask, they have to offer that to you. You don't get to choose whose bed it is. No showing up at someone's house and saying, hi, I'm Phil, and I like to be the big spoon. <laughs> this is just like a one-night stand, but commodified. Right? Well, like, no, it's, it's like not like that. It's not like that. One. There's better. another thing that that is, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really, what I was wondering. Is it an ancient an business? Old, an yeah. old profession. <laughs> Some might say the oldest. <laughs> that's what I was just wondering. Like, no, no, we, we are assured it's not like that. One hot better was interviewed. She's in Australia. She remarked that, quote, hot bedding is excellent for people who can detach emotionally and just sleep. Unquote, and you have never read an interview in any kind of journal where the phrase, it's not weird, came up more often than in this one. (laughs) Also, I have to say, I know the way I sleep. If I was to advertise this, I would have to say, like, whatever it is, like 90 bucks, like, you you know, this is the bed, it's such and such, I bought it at this store, you will be hit in the face with my hand at some point in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. I know, I don't sleep like a sardine in a can, I sleep like an active five year old boy, like, after eating an ice. Ice cream or something like that. And it may be just a coincidence, but this was also the week that Airbnbs became effectively illegal in New York City. Right? Did you know this? Yes. yes. This is happening. Uh, sorry, tourists. You'll have to get bed bugs at a hotel like the rest of us. All right. Very good, Ben. Here is your last quote. It really tastes like water. Now, that was a big beverage executive describing their company's new sports drink. It's water-flavored What? Water-flavored energy drink? So close, probably the biggest, most famous brand of energy drink. Oh, Gatorade. Gatorade, yes. Yeah. Yeah, whoa. This is true. This new product is just called Gatorade Unflavored Water, (laughs) which is a surprise. I would have put my money on Fierce Electric H2 Boom. (laughs) Gatorade, of course, is the company behind such popular drink flavors as Bright Yellow and Disquieting Green. (laughs) Ecto Cooler, please. Exactly. They have brought us Gatorade water, which they say has all the electrolytes and cost of Gatorade with none of the color or taste. And, you know, before you get, you know, skeptical about this, it's a huge victory for coaches at the end of big games who are going to be much less sticky. (laughs) Yes. Didn't they try and do anything with, like, water Gatorades? You know, like, it'll give you the power to break into the DNC. A water, water, water gate. gate. Yeah, water that's gate. a historic Gatorade. Watergate. 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 Yeah, Watergate. that's about oh. this thing that happened in America. You guys probably don't know about. No, but. no. <laughs> I love that. It's yeah. Something water to do Gatorade. with Monica Lewinsky. When you when you think about it, you know, because Gatorade for literally decades has been yeah. saying, "Don't hydrate with water. Use Gatorade." Mm. So this is actually kind of a surrender, right? I mean, there actually admitting after all these years you should just drink water. This is like the Ford Motor Company coming out with their latest product, a pair of legs. (laughs) (laughs) Or or a horse. It's a Ford (laughs) brand horse. (laughs) It's a Mustang. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Bill, how did Ben do on our quiz? His honor came back with the verdict of three and oh. Congratulations, Judge. Well done, Ben. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for playing. Take care. Thank you, too.
Right now, panel, it is time for you to answer some questions about this week's news. Amy, you are being spied on. I knew it! Yes. <laughs> Data is being gathered about your activities, your movements, your weight, your mood, even your sex life. Who or what is spying on you? Um, I mean, I could say my phone. Um, bigger than your phone. It's bigger than my phone. Is it my car? It is your car. <laughs> Damn it, I knew it. I, you just you knew there was something, the way it would sort of snicker every time yes. you got in it. No. They'd be like, oh, again? <laughs> drive through Duncan, again? <laughs> <laughs> the Mozilla Foundation is a privacy advocacy group, and in a new report it says nobody is worse about collecting all your private information and selling it, including your sexual activity, than the car companies. We do not know how your car collects info like that, just that Nissan and some other companies explicitly say they can collect information on your sexual activity in that release form you did not read before signing it. You know, my car does have those heated seats. Right, and that's how it knows. And if the seats ever get hot without you turning it on, it yeah. knows, right? It, it's seen some things. I can imagine. <laughs> what do they do with that? Like, who is buying people's sexual activity? Like, what companies are like, you know what I would, what would improve our business is knowing how much these people have well, sex no, and how often. Well, no, I think maybe a car company would be interested in that because they're all, that's kind of sexualized. You know how they call yeah. cars, like, you know, like, probe and, like, finger and stuff like that. <laughs> finger. finger. The finger? <laughs> The Nissan Finger. We've just received so much insight <laughs> in such a short time. Or, no, okay, not, but like Dodge, you know. Ram. <laughs> I got a Detroit original American dream. And on the green line, I make her engine scream. When I put my foot down, she really feels like she got sawdust under her wheels. I tell you, man, she's unreal. Coming up, it's a hot, 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 and humid bluff the listener game. Call one triple eight. Wait, wait to play. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message comes from Front Door. We all have that endless home to-do list. Repair the leaky dishwasher, fix the fridge, get the faucet to stop dripping. Get it all done with Front Door, the one-stop home repair and maintenance app. With Front Door, you can video chat with home repair experts, diagnose the problem faster, and cross off that to-do list. Now, when your home needs fixing or maintenance, just open the Front Door. Download and get unlimited video chats with an expert for just $25 a year. Taylor Swift has dropped a new album. She is the biggest pop star in the world, and everything she does makes news. I gasped. I was like, oh my God, I've been there, and you can identify with it. For a breakdown of Taylor Swift and her new album, The Tortured Poets Department, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. From NPR and WBEC Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We are playing this week with Amy Dickinson, Maeve Higgins, and Peter Gross. And here again is your host at the Studebaker Theater in Chicago, Illinois, Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much. Right now. It's time for the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Bluff the Listener Game. Call one wait wait to play our game on the air. Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi, this Hi. is Lori. Hey, Lori, where are you calling from? I'm calling from University City, Missouri, a suburb of St. Louis. A suburb of St. Louis. Okay, that's great. I love St. Louis. I've had many a good time there. What do you do there? I own, for 37 years, I've owned uh, silver jewelry stores. Really? Mm. Silver jewelry mm. stores? Correct. Wow, so you're, you're like a mogul, a silver mogul. You have stores. Well, let's not go crazy. I know. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Lori. You're going to play our game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. Bill, what is Lori's topic? Endless yes. summer. All right. Pool parties, barbecues, constantly leaving butt prints of sweat on your car seat. Why does Lovely. summer ever have to end? Well, this week we heard a story about somebody for whom the summer of 2023 
will never end. Our panelists are going to tell you about it. Pick the real one. You'll win our prize, the weight waiter of your choice on your voicemail. You ready to play? I am ready. All right. First, let's hear from Maeve Higgins. Sad news from the New York Post. Young woman lives life as a widow and a killer. (laughs) Summer in the city is a steamy good time. Romance is in the air. At least it was for Caitlin Douglas. She fell in love with Michael. Michael was new in town and gorgeous. Michael spotted Caitlin across the park and she spotted him right back. It was inevitable that she would because he was a spotted lanternfly. <laughs> Everything was great at first. Douglas told the newspaper, we met when he was still a nymph and I would joke that that made me a nymphomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> Michael and Caitlin were married last June under a tree of heaven, which Michael later destroyed. <laughs> because of behavior like that, the government ordered all New York City residents to crush, stomp and swat every spotted lanternfly they could see. Caitlin knew what she had to do. As Michael hovered over her in their marital bed one August night, she clapped her hands once and crushed her new husband between her palms. She's quoted, I miss him every day, but I've got his hot little body pinned up in my office, and that's a comfort to me. Oh. Oh. <coughs> it's from the New York Post. I, knew oh. Post. I know. A woman will always remember her doomed romance from 2023 because it was with an invasive species of insect. Your next story of indelible dog days comes from Peter Gross. 25-year-old Paul Tweed of Homewood, Illinois, has always loved birds. Earlier this summer, he lost his job delivering pizza for local haunt Aurelios and decided to follow his true passion and make birds his business. Hoping to connect people who want to buy and sell birds, Paul turned to Twitter. I figured I would have some fun on Twitter with my name being Tweed, Paul told the HF Chronicle. He started the account Tweed's Twitter Tweedy Birds and came up with the slogan, Tweet at Tweed for Tremendous Tweedies, (laughs) which he painted on his car and even tattooed across his chest. Then, on July 23rd, the hammer fell. Twitter changed its name to X. (laughs) All that hard work went out the twindow. (laughs) Paul quickly pivoted My middle name is Xavier So I changed my account's name to X's Exciting Exotics Then he told followers to X at X with your X-rated pics And now he has a very different presence online (laughs) A poor man named Paul Tweed Based his whole business idea on Twitter And then Elon changed the name to X Your last story of summer continued comes from Amy Dickinson. How was your summer? You know what, it really doesn't matter because you could have had the best summer of your life and still not come close to a certain low-key retired professor from Massachusetts. Why? Because her name is Barbie Oppenheimer. (laughs) Her real name is Barbara Oppenheimer. But she was Barbie as a kid, and until this summer, she inhabited her sort of awkward name quietly. What choice did she have? But then, Barbenheimer blew up. (laughs) People thought she must be faking it. After all, didn't she call herself Erin Brockovich Gladiator for a brief period? (laughs) But 20 years ago? No. This Barbie is for real. And so, against all odds, this cardigan-wearing grandma got to live the American dream, being a celebrity for a completely random reason. (laughs) So, one of these people will carry the legacy of the summer of 2023 forward, whether they want to or not. Was it from Maeve, a woman who had the misfortune of falling in love with the invasive pest spotted lanternflies? From Peter Gross, a man who had this fabulous dream business all based on tweeting on Twitter, and then Elon changed the name, or from Amy Dickinson, a real person with the real name Barbie Oppenheimer, who is going to be known as an unlikely double feature for the rest of her life. (laughs) Which of these is the real story of somebody who will never forget this summer? I am choosing A. You're, you're going to go with Maeve's story yeah. of the woman who fell in love with the spotted lanternfly and before Mary. smushing it as the city and state of New York instructed her to do. Yeah. My final choice is Maeve. You're going to go with Maeve. All right. You know? God bless. 
So you've chosen Maeve's story of, of the, the tragic romance between a woman and a small, invasive insect. Uh, we actually were able to speak to the person for whom this summer will never end. You know, when I checked in and I said, you know, Barbara Oppenheimer, I'll have all these people at the desk say, is that really your name? That was the one and only Barbara Oppenheimer, sometimes known as Barbie, talking about what this summer has done to her life. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But I just want you to know, I think that Maeve's ridiculous story looks great on you. Exactly. Uh, you gave Maeve a point. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much for playing, Lori. That was fabulous. Take care. Thank you. And now the game where people who have come a long way take a moment to see what they might have missed. It's called Not My Job. Martinez Evans is a hero to thousands of runners, but not because he's winning races. He's actually a lot closer to last place usually than first, and that is just fine with him. He is the founder of the Slow AF Running Club and a fitness guru whose message is it doesn't matter what you look like, how much you weigh, or how fast you go, you can still be an athlete. Martinez Evans, welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. So, so uh, my experience of you was I saw this profile of you in the New York Times about your running club and your coaching and your message. And what I love is that you have an origin story like a superhero, which you tell mm -hmm. in your new book. And I was wondering if you could share it with us now. Absolutely. So 10 years ago, I found myself in front of a doctor. Um, and the reason I was at this doctor, because I was working this uh, commission sales job, but I was on my feet eight to 10 hours a day, and I developed some hip issues. So I went to this doctor, and I told him, doc, I have some hip pain, please help. And the doctor was like, I know why you're in pain. Okay, why, why am I in pain? He was like, you're fat, <laughs> lose weight or die. <laughs> That's harsh. Lose weight or die. Okay. Exactly, right? It sounds like so a like, Bond villain. Lose yeah. weight or die. <laughs> Your choice, Mr. Evans. But go on, yeah. So he says that to you, and your reaction was? So, so I laughed at him because, um, you know, he went on to say, you know, you need to start uh, losing weight by walking on a track. And I was like, well, I'm on my feet eight to ten hours a day anyway, so what does that mean? So then I told him, well, I'll just run a marathon. And he laughed at me and told me that was the dumbest thing he has heard in all his years of practicing medicine. Wow. Yes. And uh, spoiler alert, you ran a marathon. <laughs> Eight of them. Yeah. Eight of them. Oh. Eight of them today. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, have, have you heard from the doctor? I mean, you've been telling the story for a while, so he- He, he died. He, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, uh, no I, I have not heard from the doctor. You know, he's not in my lexicon. Um, mm -hmm. But I did leave a special note for him in my book if he ever get the chance to pick it up. Okay. <laughs> and in case he's listening to this radio show, what does that note say? <laughs> he has to pick up the book and see. All right, yeah. Dude, you gotta, where, if you're out there, doctor, whatever, you've got to pay for the book. So, so tell me about, tell me about that, that first run you attempted. All right, Peter. So... Imagine this, you angry from this doctor, you want to size your fist against this doctor's face, but that's not generally accepted. Yeah. You go and buy running shoes, and you go to your apartment complex where there's three treadmills. The only treadmill that's open is the middle treadmill. So now I'm inconveniently sandwiched between two gazelles. <laughs> I look to my left, and one guy was running nine. I look to my right, and the other guy was running ten. Wow. So I thought to myself, I'll run seven. Sure. Seems reasonable. The sound my body made when I fell off the treadmill <laughs> was you, deafening. Did you fly right off the end or like? 
no, I didn't buy off. It was more of like this battle of is my body rejecting a treadmill or is the treadmill rejecting my body? <laughs> oh, it's, like, it's, a, it's like one of those transplants that go wrong. I'm sorry, sir, but your body has rejected the treadmill. Really. <laughs> all right, because here's the thing about running. You had, it, and it's great for you, you had uh, all these negative experiences that inspired you or angered you enough to, to achieve this thing. Tell me about the slow AF running club, your, your club, your group, uh, your movement, and, and where it came from and, and what it does and some of the people you work with. Okay, so Slow AF Run Club is a community, it's a virtual community of 20,000 members worldwide. And our ultimate goal is to inspire 1 million people to start running in the body that they have right now. Um, how I came up with the name, you'll see, you'll see a pattern here. Um, somebody heckled me and called me Slow AF as I was running my first marathon. I mean, not my first marathon, my first New York City marathon. Wow. And he told me, um, I'm slow as beep, um, go home. And in true New York marathon fashion, I got into an argument with this guy. Really? Uh, but you know yeah. what? This happens when Rudy Giuliani watches the marathon every year. Yeah, I know. They're really not going to say. Somebody who lives in New York. So, um, from that, I created the Slow Front Club, and we started with about like 40 people. And our goal was to like just find races we can all run together with. And then the pandemic happened. And I think for the pandemic, like it was the best thing to happen for us because our community grown uh, like 2,000 people overnight. Would you have been motivated originally by like gentle encouragement? Do you, I mean, do you know? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I just know I have the happy knack of when somebody pisses me off, <laughs> I, I, my goal from there is to prove them wrong. Right. And I love that. And them humble pie. Do you ever, do you ever like wish somebody come up to you and say, oh, somebody like you will never own valuable coastal property? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm waiting on somebody to tell me that. I, 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 the slow I, AF real estate movement. Yeah, is I know. <laughs> Well, Martinez Evans, it's really a pleasure to meet you and talk to you about running, but we have invited you here to play a game we're calling... It's Fast AF. <laughs> As we've discussed, your movement is called Slow AF, so we're going to ask you about something that was Fast AF, that is the Concorde, <laughs> the world's only supersonic passenger aircraft. Answer two out of three questions correctly about the Concorde. You'll win our prize for one of our listeners, the voice of any wait waiter they might like. Bill, who is Martinez Evans playing for? Jacob Lee of San Francisco, California. All right. Can, can I inspire Martinez? Go ahead. Dude, you're never going to get this right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we should stop it. Yeah. yeah, give up. <laughs> All right, Martinez, here is your first question. The Concorde, the aircraft service, was a collaboration between Air France and British Airways. And as you can imagine, there was some disagreements between the two airlines, such as which of these? Was it A, the French refused to allow the Brits to have anything to do with the food served on board? <laughs> B, the British demanded that all flight attendants be nice to the passengers, even if they didn't feel like it that day? <laughs> or C, the British and French could not agree on how Concord should be spelled? <laughs> oh! That is a good one. I'm going to go with C. You're going to go with C, and you're right, Martinez. Of course, the word Concord in English has no E on the end. In French, it does. The French insisted on the E. The Brits eventually gave in. Okay. Very good. Here is your next question. So it was, of course, the first supersonic passenger flight. There were some difficulties they only discovered when it started flying. They had to then fix them, such as which of these? A, getting to New York before they left London convinced the passengers it was a time machine and they all demanded to go meet their younger selves. <laughs> B, the caviar would slide off the crackers when the plane angled up <laughs> for takeoff. Or C, when the Concorde reached the top of its flight path, everybody became weightless and would float around the cabin. Wow. Mm. I'm going to go with the caviar. You're right again, Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. 
So after ruining a lot of clothing of passengers and canapes, they came up with special containers that would hold the caviar on the cracker <laughs> as it flew upwards. All right. You know, United does that. Absolutely. It's great. <laughs> All right. Last question, Martinez. You're coming around the bend. The finish line is in sight. Many celebrities, of course, flew the Concorde during its years of service, such as Andy Warhol, who loved the Concorde so much he did what? A, paid for his flights by doing a drawing on a cocktail napkin every flight and letting the airline sell it. B, stealing the silverware. Or C, he <laughs> did an ad for them saying, quote, in the future, everybody in America will get across the Atlantic in 15 minutes. I feel like Andy Warhol is the type of person that steals silverware. You're exactly right again, <laughs> Whoa! That is amazing. <laughs> I mean, people See what happens when you tell me I can't do it. I know. It worked, Amy. It was just. It worked. I know. Martinez, it was just a little light bullying. A little light bullying, just when you needed it. And you can see, by the way, the stolen silverware from the Concord in the Warhol Museum. He kept it. Bill, how did Martinez Evans do in our quiz? Very impressive. And Martinez, not all our guests do this well. You got a perfect score. Well done. Winner. Confidence. Martinez Evans is the founder of the Slow AF Running Club. His new book is called Slow AF Run Club, the ultimate guide for anyone who wants to run. His message is one of radical inclusivity and welcome. Martinez Evans, thank you so much for joining us on Late Week on Tommy. Awesome to have you. In just a minute, Bill has good news about the future. It's a soothsaying listener limerick challenge. Call one wait wait to join us on the air. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the official Hacks podcast from Max. Join the creators and showrunners of Hacks as they discuss each episode and speak with the cast and crew about the making of the series. Listen to the official Hacks podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Easy Cater, committed to helping companies solve food. From employee meal plans to on-site staffing to concierge ordering support. With corporate accounts, nationwide restaurant coverage, and payment by invoice. EasyCater.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Squarespace. Measure your end-to-end online performance with powerful website and seller analytics. Get insights on top traffic sources, understand how your reach is growing, and more. Use code NPR to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. On the TED Radio Hour, researcher Sasha Lucioni says AI can help us find climate solutions. But just training the technology itself uses a ton of energy. Training ChatGPT, for instance, emits as much carbon as five cars in their lifetime. Tech's climate conundrum. That's on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Peter Gross, Amy Dickinson, and Maeve Higgins. And here again is your host at the Studebaker Theater in Chicago, Illinois, Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill. In just a minute. We've got a scheme, and it's A-A-B-B-A. It's the Listener Limerick Challenge. If you'd like to play, give us a call at one wait wait That's 1-888-9248-924. Right now, panel, though, some more questions for you from the week's news. Peter, visitors to Gettysburg looking to learn more about the history of the Civil War can visit the Homestead Diorama Museum near there, which displays historically accurate scenes of that battle and others using thousands of individual sculptures of what? 
the sculptures are made of something different, or they're the well, they're are, dioramas of a right. battlefield, like you'd see at a right. war museum. But they're the, the the battles are being fought by little figurines of what? Raisins? No. Oh, <laughs> such a good guess. But that was so guess. cute. Uh, cats, tiny cats. Cats. Yes. What? Cats. <laughs> Very good. Oh, my God. Maybe you are one of the many people who would like to study Civil War military history, but have been put off by the lack of adorable kitties. Well, (laughs) you are in luck. The Homestead Diorama Museum depicts the Civil War not really as brother against brother because it was a litter of six. There are dozens of handmade dioramas, each depicting an important Civil War battle, but with all the soldiers replaced with clay cat figurines. And each battle is historically accurate, down to the moment at Little Round Top when Union Colonel Joshua Chamberlain turned the tide of the battle using laser pointers. (laughs) This sounds like something when, like, uh, like the person on your block uh, who's, like, very old, they pass away, and then, like, everybody goes into their house, and you're like... What the hell is in their basement? Yeah. Right. They, put, they made the Civil War with cats in their basement. This doesn't sound like something that a museum would like put its stamp on. Well, it's, the museum is owned by the people who made them, right? Gotcha. And they say, actually, this is actually true. They say that they grew up near there, and they loved to make little clay figurines, but they couldn't make people. They could make cats. That makes sense when you think about it, because a person has an infinite number of facial expressions, and a cat only has one, hatred. (laughs) (laughs) And and historically, which side did cats fight on? The cats? I think the cats... They're stationary. The cats were were essentially essentially neutral. They just ate (laughs) the casualties. (laughs) Maeve, this last week in China, two construction workers were arrested after using a bulldozer just to make a convenient shortcut through what? Two construction workers? Yes. Through their... In mm, China. But that is their job, no? Technically, yes. They might have, I mean, let me think. They, they might have thought going through this thing was a good idea, but it wasn't just a good idea. It was a... Oh. Great idea. So the, they went through the great... Wall of China? Indeed, yes. They bulldozed a shortcut through the Great Wall of China. So these guys, apparently, uh, it, was a, it was an older woman and a younger man, and they had to get... Um, to this construction site on the other side of this barrier, and they were like, sure, nobody cares about this. It looks super old. (laughs) So they went right through it with their bulldozer. But now China's uh, vulnerable to Mongol hordes. I know. (laughs) What are they going to do? And imagine how the Mongols feel right now. They're like, that's it? That's all it took? (laughs) Now, they shouldn't have done this, but to be fair... Going just going around in this case is a thirteen thousand mile trip. Wait, do they not have bulldozers on the other side of the Great Wall of China? Well, apparently they had to get their bulldozer over there for some. And what, what, of course, it's interesting to Who think ever about. Told them to do that. It's completely. I know fun. you're like, oh, could you guys come over? Bring that bulldozer. It's over here on the other side of the Great Wall of yeah. China. Anyway, until they can repair the damage, and it is pretty severe, they're just going to cover it up with the great drywall of China. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up, it's lightning fill in the blank, but first it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call or leave a message at one triple eight. wait wait That's 1-888-924-8924. You can catch us most weeks right here at the Studebaker Theater in Chicago, Illinois, and we will be in Los Angeles on September 28th, and in Hartford, Connecticut on October 19th. Don't miss, please, the Wait, Wait stand-up tour. That's headed to San Diego September 27th, and San Francisco on September 29th. To see even more dates and get tickets to any live Wait, Wait show, just go right on over to nprpresents.org. Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi, Peter. My name is Angelica Shigula. I'm calling from Racine, Wisconsin. Racine? That's yeah. not that far from here. Well, just no, over the border. I can almost hear yeah, you. I know, I know. I'll just go outside and wave. I'm told Racine has the best bratwurst in the world. Is that true? Um, maybe not bratwurst, but definitely the best Kringle. Oh, yeah. Kringle, that's what it is. Kringle, yeah. What's that, Kringle? What please is tell us all what Kringle is, Angelica. It's a flaky, circular pastry that the Danish immigrants brought over. Mm. And it's lovely, 
And every time I travel anywhere, I have to bring it with me okay. as a gift. Otherwise, people don't let me stay. I, I am leaving now. I'll be in your house at your house. In tw- that sounds amazing. Angelica, welcome to the show. Bill Curtis is going to read you three news-related limericks with the last word or phrase missing from each. If you can fill in that last word or phrase correctly on just two of the limericks, you will be a winner. You ready to play? Yes, I am. All right. Here is your first limerick. Though our trunks are the source of our fame, Mr. Tusk is my dad, called me James, and Jeanette is my mom. You've met Krista and Tom. Yes, each elephant has their own... Name? Yes, name. Until now, we thought humans were the only species that gave each other individual names, but scientists have discovered that elephants do it too. So they recorded elephants uh, as they were with each other making certain noises, and when they replayed those special unique noises over a speaker, specific elephants responded as if they were being called by name, which is kind of cool, but it also takes away some of the aura of these majestic creatures when you're like, oh, that one? That's just Jason. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's really terrible, though? You run into an elephant friend, and they're like, hey, uh, champ. And you're like, come on, man. An <laughs> elephant's forget. not supposed to forget. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here is your next limerick. Though nudism seems within reach, please get dressed again, Dad, I beseech. <laughs> the Chicago Park seal makes this lake sign look real. It's a prank, though. It's not a nude beach. Right. This last Labor Day, hundreds of Chicagoans were greeted by this brand new, extremely official looking sign at a local beach here that said, (laughs) nude beach, pass this sign. (laughs) Unfortunately for the local nudists, it was not a real park district sign. It was just put up by some clever person. What's weirder, putting up a fake sign about a nude beach for no apparent reason or just seeing the sign and immediately saying, well, Ellen, we have no choice. There is a sign. <laughs> Un- unzip me, please, will you? <laughs> All right, here is your last limerick, Angelica. I can read moldy Stilton with ease, while most fetters a lock without keys. But a Parmesan wheel is a cinch to unpeel. I am reading your future in... <laughs> Cheese. 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 Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. yes, from Wisconsin. Yay. Proud Wisconsinite. Wisconsin, this week, uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Company profiled a practitioner of what is called tyromancy, the ancient art of telling one's future using cheese. <laughs> ancient? How? Ancient. Yeah. And it's cheese that you make yourself or like cheese you leave? No, she, she actually does this rinds. at farmer's markets. So you buy like nice artisanal cheese, right? Mm. I, mean, I mean, it was, you, and you do need to use a fancy cheese because I did this with Kraft American, and it turns out <laughs> I'm going to be singles my whole life. Hey. Oh. <laughs> you're, ne- you're never going to have any baby bells? No, no, not a one, not a one, not a one. Bill, how did Angelica do in our quiz? Remembering she's from Wisconsin, she got them all right. Congratulations. Wow. Well done, Angelica, and we'll be up to try your uh, Kringle come Christmas. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It Ta- was fun. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. This message comes from NPR sponsor Grammarly. 96% of users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Save time with one click and go from editing drafts in hours to seconds. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions to help your team make their point and move faster. Make a bigger impact at work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capella University. Sometimes it takes a different approach to unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format is designed to help you learn relevant skills at your own pace, so you can earn your degree on your terms and apply what you learn right away. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. The NPR app cuts through the noise, bringing you local, national, and global coverage. No paywalls, no profits, no nonsense. Download it in your app store today. 
Now onto our final game, lightning fill in the blank. Each of our players will have 60 seconds in which to answer as many fill in the blank questions as they can. Each correct answer now worth two points. Bill, can you give us the scores? Amy and Peter have two. Maeve has three. Oh my goodness. <gasps> All right. So I'm going to arbitrarily choose Amy to go first. The clock will start when I begin your first question. Fill in the blank. On Monday, First Lady Jill Biden tested positive for blank. COVID. Right. On Tuesday, Enrique Tarrio, the former leader of the blank was sentenced to 22 years in prison. Uh, Proud Boys. That's right. This week, Secretary Anthony Blinken promised another billion dollars of aid during a visit to blank. Uh, Kiev. Yeah, Ukraine. On Thursday, Japan successfully launched a rocket headed to the blank. The, you said the, so I said the, which is a hint. Moon? The moon, yes. <laughs> this week, a man in Nebraska driving on the wrong side of the road was caught after he blanked. He ran over... A battlefield full of cats. <laughs> no, he was caught after he called 911 to report that everyone else was driving on the wrong side of the road. Aww. According to the World Meteorological Organization, this past summer was the blankest on record. Hottest. Right. Rolling Stone magazine this week published a long article detailing the toxic work environment at long-running late-night show Blank. Oh, uh, Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, The Tonight Show. This week, a family in California was reunited with their dog after she snuck out of the house and was photographed blanking. Twerking on the median. Close. Enjoying a Metallica concert in the audience. Aww. After the dog snuck into the Metallica concert, several fans saw her sitting in one of the arena's seats, seemingly having a pretty great time. <laughs> Watching Metallica, sadly, the dog was female, so it wasn't long before some dude came up and asked her to name three Metallica songs to prove she was a real fan. <laughs> Bill, how did Amy do in our quiz? Six right, <laughs> 12 more points, total wow. of 14 All right. That's pretty good. Lead. That's pretty good. All right. Peter, you're up next, fill in okay. the blank. In response to rising COVID numbers, several healthcare facilities began requiring blanks again. Vaccinations? Uh, masks. As oh. his impeachment trial began, Ken Paxton, the suspended attorney general of blank, pled not guilty. Texas. Yes. This week, voters in Colorado filed a lawsuit to keep blank off the 2024 ballot. Uh, Trump. Yes. On Tuesday, the United States warned North Korea not to supply weapons to blank. Oh, uh, Russia. Yes. This week, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows testified he only participated in the scheme to overthrow American democracy because blank. He was hangry. No, because, <laughs> because he didn't want to get yelled at. <laughs> this week, paleontologists said they may have discovered a missing evolutionary branch between blanks and birds. Uh, dinosaurs? Yes. On Monday, the Rolling Stones announced their first new blank since 2005 album? Yes. This week, police in England responded to reports of a building filled with dead people found blank. Live people? No. <laughs> well, yes, but yeah. a bunch of people laying down at a yoga class. <laughs> After rushing to the scene, officers didn't find any corpses, but they did find a bunch of people in corpse pose. The cops had to return to the scene less than an hour later when the class changed positions and suddenly 911 was getting reports of a building full of cats turning into cows, then back into cats. <laughs> Bill, how did Peter do in our quiz? Very well. Five right, ten more mm. points. Twelve. Trails Amy by two. Aww. All right. None, how, of that, none of that's going to matter. How many, then, does Maeve need to win? Only six. Six to win. No problem. All right. No problem. Maeve, are you ready? Always. Here we go, Maeve. This is for the game. Fill in the blank. After he froze in public for a second time, a physician said there was no evidence blank suffered a stroke or a seizure. Mitch McConnell. Yes. On Wednesday, a judge ruled that blank was liable for defaming E. Jean Carroll again. Donald Trump. Yes. This week, the White House announced a ban on oil and gas drilling across 13,000 miles of the National Petroleum Reserve in blank. Good. No, in Alaska. According to a new report, the housing crisis in Canada is so bad that people are trying to extend their blanks to avoid having to search for a home. Houses. No, they're trying to extend their prison sentences. On Thursday, it was confirmed oh, that Joe either. Jonas and Sophie Turner had filed for a blank. Oh, um, marriage. They're getting married. <laughs> Are they? No, That's they're... the girl from Lord of the Rings. No, no, no. And they're... the tiny little man. You are so <laughs> incredibly wrong. That's, <laughs> she is Game of That's the girl from Game of Thrones and the very normal-sized singer, and they're filed for One divorce. One of the triplets. 
This week we learned that NASA is involved in a battle Space. over who owns the 96 blanks left on the moon. They didn't leave men up there, did they? They did not leave men up there, they left something else. What did they leave up there? Well, I know they didn't leave women. <laughs> it's not people. They left 96 bags of poop on the moon. <laughs> In order to Put save weight for the return trip, astronauts have oh. left a total of 96 bags of waste there, and now astrobiologists are fighting over who will get to study them. Apparently, the microbes contained within can teach us whether life can endure in the harsh conditions of the moon. The moon poop is of great interest <laughs> to all scientists, <laughs> but specifically one really weird one. <laughs> Bill... Did Maeve do well enough to win? <laughs> you got two right for four more points. Seven right. total gives Amy Woo! the championship. Coming up, our panelists predict when they finally finish cleaning up this year's Burning Man, what's one surprising thing they will find deep in the mud? But first, let me tell you that... Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago in association with Urgent Haircut Productions, Doug Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Philip Gotika writes our limericks. Our public address announcer is Paul Friedman. Our tour manager is Shana Donald. Thanks to the staff and crew at the Studebaker Theater in downtown Chicago. B.J. Lederman composed our theme. Our program is produced by Jennifer Mills, Miles Gornboff, and Lillian King. Special thanks this week to Vinnie Thomas, Blythe Robertson, and Monica Hickey. Peter Gwynn is our burning man. <laughs> our vibe curator is Emma Choi. Technical direction is from Lorna White. Our CFO is Colin Miller. Our production manager is Robert Newhouse. Our senior producer is Ian Chillog and the executive producer of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. That's Mike Danforth. Now, panel, what will they find at Burning Man once they finally get it all cleaned up? Amy Dickinson. Chris Rock's fidget spinner. He's been <laughs> looking for it. <laughs> Peter Grouse. <laughs> A lonely woman and her tiny squashed husband, Michael the Lanternfly. Maeve Higgins, what will they find when they clean up Burning Man? My husband. <laughs> well, if any of that happens, we'll ask you about it. On wait, wait, don't tell me. Thank you, Bill Curtis. Thanks also to Amy Dickinson, Peter Gross, Maeve Higgins. Thanks to our fabulous audience here at the Studebaker Theater. Thanks to you who are listening at home and around the world. I am Peter Segel. We'll see you next week. This is NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp. When you're carrying around a lot of stress, therapy is a safe space to get it off your chest. If you're considering therapy, give BetterHelp a try at BetterHelp.com NPR to get 10% off your first month. Hey, I hear you have a birthday coming up. Yeah, you. If you're listening to this, that means you have a birthday coming up eventually. And here at LifeKit, we want it to be a special one. Magic can happen and good luck can happen and serendipity can happen if we're open to it. How to have a good birthday, even if you're not a birthday person. That's on the LifeKit podcast from NPR.